episode 75, year one in the decade of AI. Hey everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, as always, and it's been a crazy year, and I have to say quite a whirlwind. The show has done fantastic, and I have an excellent audience to thank for that. So I wanted to say thank you to those of you that tune in every week to listen to me and give feedback. And always remember to follow on Twitter and LinkedIn. The Twitter handles at ChatGPTReport and the ChatGPT Report on LinkedIn. And it's the one with the purple logo. So really appreciate it, guys. Fantastic year. A couple of housekeeping items here. Uh, I will not record an episode next week since I will be traveling, so the next scheduled episode will be on the 4th of January. So I, I don't think too many big things will happen during that time, but if they do, I will be tweeting about them, uh, if, if not. But I will have an episode on the 4th of July, so we'll try and catch you up on all the news uh, at that time. Uh, today will be a shorter episode because I was sick this weekend. I had a pretty nasty case of the flu, so apologies for the episode shortness, but with a full-time job and kids, the weekends are pretty much my go-to for episode writing, um, so forgive me. I'll do my best with the AI news today. So, let's get right into it, team. Before I begin, I did have a quick but exciting note. Uh, Mid-Journey's Office Hours, which if you don't know what that is, is a weekly, maybe bi-weekly, I think it's a weekly thing, but it could be bi-weekly, team meeting that you can sit in on and listen and ask questions to the creators about what's coming down the line. Uh, they made an announcement that ver- version 6 could come out as early as today, the 21st, which is Thursday, which is the day this podcast comes out. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we'll pre- be pretty excited to cover that in the new year. Like I said, I won't, I won't be able to cover it till the 4th, which will give us a couple weeks to actually really dig into it. Uh, but that is coming out, so please keep an eye out for that. Team, look how far we've come in the year 2023. We started off the year with text-to-image that you could spot from a mile away. If you remember the six fingers, the blurry faces, all that good stuff, to images that you have to almost take a second glance at to make sure it's not a real picture. Same with video AI. Now look where we're at. As well as ChatGPT, well-being ChatGPT. I'm, I'm more joking on this because there's a lot of people saying how it's come down in quality uh, significantly. excuse me but look at all the changes just one year has made in the ai space i remember talking to max on an interview i had a little bit ago who if you didn't listen to it you should he's a digital creator uh, and he's attempting to make a movie with just ai in 2024 in the interview he told us that the tech just isn't there yet for a movie with character interactions and everything else that goes into a movie a trailer yes but movie not yet he says it pretty bluntly, but then follows up with, with that we could never have imagined now eight months ago and how much tech has come into play. And in the next eight months, we just might have that character interaction and tech to make a real movie. <coughs> Excuse me. So much has come out this past year, and I don't want you to take it for granted. 
We're moving at such a high speed here, and I don't want to, you to get left off the train. I mean that partly, I mean that, you know, it was kind of partly was why I started this podcast, because I'm a normal guy, I say this all the time, and I didn't want to get left behind. And being able to study and discuss AI tools every week has helped me really stay on track. Again, we're in the decade of AI, and that was simply year one. So what will year two bring us? So I thought I'd have a couple predictions for you. I have four of them. Some of them are pretty general. I, I, I get that. But here are my predictions for the next coming year. And if I pause a couple times because I'm coughing, I'm still recovering from that flu. So excuse me. <coughs> okay. Prediction one. I think there will be a max of three players in the text image space. I think the gap is going to widen from the haves and haves nots, or the have and have nots, and I think there will only be real room for three. So who gets left behind? Leonardo, Dolly, Midjourney, Adobe? Only time will tell, but I I really think there can't be this many kingpins. I mean, look at the console wars. I think the max at any one time was four, and if I'm not mistaken, Dreamcast was one of those four, which later fell off, leading to the big three, which was Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. So I really think there's only going to be three in the in the coming year. Number two, I think video will change everything. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Where we are now with AI video is unreal, and it really came on the back half of the year of Runway's big update, which was in June. I think Hollywood is very concerned with video AI, and rightly so. To me, video AI will change the way commercials are made, movies, TV shows, and just about everything we consume. And I think that's going to be a major sticking point in 2024 because things are starting to get a little more robust and things will be able to change quickly. So that's my number two prediction is video will actually change everything. Number three. The big LLMs, ChatGPT, Bard, and Claude, will be supercharged and dominate a very specific industry. I don't know what industry, maybe consulting. That's it's more of a joke on consulting, but we're laughing. Anyway, but I think we'll, we'll point the finger at them once a specific industry goes down and be like, yes, large language models crush that industry because – Again, that's very broad and not a specific take, but I don't know how to articulate it better than that. I mean, it could go to my last point and take out Hollywood for all we know, so there's that. But I really do think one of these large language models truly will take out a very specific industry and everyone will point to it and say, yes, that is why this industry didn't just go under, but it's just been taken over by LLMs. And finally, college and education will actually have to adjust, and testing procedures will be forced to change, particularly in writing. Uh, I, I mentioned writing more over math because math, you, you walk in for a test, you have to take a test, you have to sit there and actually walk through the problems and everything like that. I'm not saying you can't do your homework with, um, with AI, but testing with math versus written will change dramatically. And here's how I think it'll happen. Excuse me. Here's how I think it'll happen. I think this will be more in the beginning of the school year in August. I think some colleges will go to blue book testing. If you don't know where that, what that is, that's where you have to go into class and actually write out a res, an, a, an essay instead of um, instead of taking your paper home and writing it. 
I say this because the plagiarism tools are a joke. Don't forget, OpenAI had an anti-plagiarism tool at the beginning of 2023 to tell you if the paper was written by AI, and they shut it down months later because it couldn't even tell its own code or paper was written by a human or its software. So, I foresee more oral examination and in-person exams for writing more specifically because these large language models are just getting way too powerful for it. So I think colleges specifically will have to change and make a move uh, with that. Again, these are general predictions, but I want you to keep an eye out for them because this is going to be a big year for AI. Last year was simply a warm-up, and now we're in the second quarter of the decade of AI. So where are things going to move on from here? Tell me y'all's predictions. Okay, some minor adjustments have come to ChatGPT, and I have a couple of them here for you. Uh, you can now archive your chats in ChatGPT, and archiving can remove chats from your sidebar without deleting them. You can see your archived chats in the settings, and it's currently available on web and iOS with Android coming soon. They really should give us folders first, but that, uh, that's a side argument. And then, secondly, if you haven't seen yet, OpenAI has released their prompt engineering guide. I tweeted this out a little bit last week. And it's basically a decision tree of how to make a perfect prompt, basically. And let me tell you, people are calling it the bee's knees. So is it any good? My thoughts on this is it's a good idea on paper, I think. But how many people are actually deep diving with this? I'm guessing not many. I took a look at it, and it seemed like a bunch of basic jargon that you put in a manual. Do I find it helpful? Yes, but it's also just a little too general. For example, one of the steps was under one, and it was writing clear instructions. And the tactic was provide, provide examples. That was the tactic under writing clear instructions, provide examples. You know, thank you for that. Again, if you're in the space at all, I have a hard time thinking you'll find it useful. I saw a great comment from Bilal, which is Deep Whitman on Twitter, and he said, quote, too long and complicated, dot, dot, dot. How about we let an LLM figure this out? That's, that's a pretty solid comment, and you'll love to see it. But overall, I always tell you to check it out for yourself. So go look at it and tell me why I'm wrong in my assumption. And finally, yes, I did say finally because I told you this episode would be short. Study Fetch has come out with a very interesting tool. Basically, what it is, is a kid has his computer out in a lecture and is recording what the professor is saying, and it's transcribing it down. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Ryan, Google Recorder is already available. True, but with the study fetch, it not only records the lecturer, it compiles them like you would when you study. So it has all the key concepts and then organizes them and gives you an overall summary from those notes, all without going to another tab. So, you can ask it, of today's lecture, what were the top three things I need to know for this test? And what were the key talking points for this lecture? So, not just a notes taking out, but basically a whole large language model sitting there listening to the lecture. A very cool tech. In one sense, you think, well, will this make kids lazier because they don't have to listen anymore? And then on the other side, can they pay attention better since they don't have to write anything down? 
Guys, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm obviously posing it to y'all because if I had all the answers to these questions, I wouldn't be making a podcast. Anyway, for those teachers out there, let me know your thoughts on this. Do we like this tech? Maybe not so much. Let me know. Write me in at the Gmail at thechatgptreport at gmail.com. Guys, thank you for giving me a listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursdays. With And I also try and do interviews on Monday. Check out the website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can support me financially. Follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at chatgptreport, the purple logo. Also, send me an email. I'll mention that. And if you'd like to be interviewed, just send me an email as well. Guys, I hope you have a great Christmas, a great New Year, and what will 2024 bring us?